Love Talk Radio. Welcome to the Michael and Chauncey Show. Good evening, America. Thank you for tuning in to the Michael and Chauncey Show. I'm here with my co-host, Chauncey, Chauncey III, and we're so excited about tonight and the opportunity to talk about current events, especially um, with what's happening with Iran and, uh, you know, running for U.S. Congress. We have two great congressional candidates in the show tonight. Uh, Jeremy Statt, who's running in California, former military member and also former uh, NFL player. He also played at Arizona State. So he's, uh, he has a lot to, to talk about tonight on the first uh, segment of the show. And then we have Floyd McClendon Jr. on. He's a Texas candidate in U.S. District 32. He is running for Congress, and he also was a Navy SEAL in the United States Navy. So we have such a great show tonight. So with that, Chauncey Brown III, thank you so much for, for being here today. I appreciate it. God bless you, and God bless the American people. Michael, thank you very much for that introduction. Happy New Year to the American people. And yes, we have an exciting show today, and we're going to have an awesome New Year. Breaking news about seven minutes ago, uh, Iraqi, a U.S. Uh, missile base was fired upon. Uh, so right now, that is an ongoing situation, uh, letting you know as a congressional and letting America know that right now we are engaged. Uh, so please uh, stay updated. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Right Talk Radio or on uh, Facebook at uh, Right Talk Host or Right Talk Post also on Twitter for updates uh, on the news of this crisis that is going on in Iraq. With that, Michael, um, a lot's going on in our country. As we see, the left is constantly, no matter what Donald Trump does, is bashing him. Um, I posted uh, something yesterday uh, on my blog in reference to Jeb, uh, Jeb Johnson, former DH uh, secretary, for defense, and he said that Donald Trump has every legal right to act uh, appropriately uh, within his power of, a, of executive uh, privilege and executive authority. It's a shame how the left is just, they don't know what to do with themselves. They have no policy initiative to set forward for the 2020 election, and all they have is chasing Trump's coattail, trying to really nail him down on, on something that is fundamentally not based on any factual information. What do you think about that? I think that the American people are ready for this country for the first time and since Ronald Reagan for an American president to stand up to school diversity and foreign powers who think that they can just step on the United States, they can use these weapons against our American troops in a hostile environment to kill and destroy the American dream back home in America. That's what these people that are socialists and communists and terrorists, that's what they want to do. They want to blow up our soldiers downrange, and we have to stop that. And our president said, you know what, enough is enough. This is not President Barack Obama who was delivering pallets of cash to Iran that was used to blow up American uh, policies and priorities in downrange in Iraq. And I just think it's so uh, such a disgrace to this country to, you, to have to see that, you know, Osama bin Laden, General Suleimani, had killed way more people than Osama bin Laden. Over the last 20 years, yes. Yes. 
that's what you know people don't realize is that they're not looking at the history of what this man has done they're looking at the fake news media and the emotional responses from the opinion of CNN and MSNBC okay and then the people react accordingly based on false or misinformation but yes real American people more than half the American people in our country is aware and knows what's going on and does not believe the fake news and thank God we have this platform so we can cut through all the red tape and everything else uh, because we're not owned by anybody we're just here to service the American people uh, and that's why uh, we have this platform and so blessed to be here with you Michael and the American people talking about real issues with real people having real talk. Absolutely. You know, we have to talk about the real issues. That's exactly right. That's why we have the Michael and Chauncey show on Blog Talk Radio every Tuesday and Thursday from 7 to 8 p.m. I'm running for U.S. Congress in Florida, District 21. And what we're going to do, we're going to get the conservative, the American patriotic constitutional voice out to the people because that's what they want. This isn't about Democrats or Republicans. This is about the American people. When I served in the military, I looked to the left, I looked to the right. I didn't care if you were a Democrat or Republican. I cared that you were willing to put a tourniquet on me if I was shot in my leg and I might lose my leg, or I was willing to do the same for you. That's what being an American is about, really able to look out for each other. I love this country. I love the American people. We have this great show together because that's what we want to do. We want to get truth out to the American people. That's what we stand for. This is very important because you know what uh, General um, Sulmanani was doing? He was getting these weapons. They're called EFDs, Explosively Formed Penetrators. And what that means is an IED is uh, an improvised explosive device. Okay, let me educate the, the, the people here. An IED can cause a, a tremendous harm to a soldier that's downrange, okay? But what this EFDs have done, because of Iran and because of this leader, General Soleimani, he has given this piece of material that when it's detonated – it's able to explode and penetrate our Humvee, our, our fighting vehicles, and kill American soldiers. That's what these EFTs do, and it's a threat, and it's causing great harm to our soldiers. Over 1,000 soldiers have been killed or injured because of, of EFTs now range, and we cannot afford to have that happen. That's why I'm fighting in Congress to, to support the president's policies of America first and to protect our American interests and the sovereignty of this nation. It's very, very important. So I think that's a great segment into bringing on our next guest, who's also a freedom fighter and patriot like myself, Jeremy Statt. I love this guy. Uh, he actually was drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers. I was born in Fort Benning, Georgia. I, my whole family has served, but I was raised in Pittsburgh, graduated high school in there, and uh, so thankful to have Jeremy on the show uh, with my uh, co-host Chauncey Brown III. Thank you so much. Uh, Jeremy, for coming on the Michael and Chauncey show. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Jeremy, uh, Happy you New know, Year. Right now, oh, I'm sorry. Mike, I just wanted to say Happy New Year to Jeremy, and thank you for coming on our show. And uh, thank you for serving our country, and thank you for allowing me to watch you on the football field. Oh, <laughs> uh, no worries. Absolutely. It's my pleasure, you know. Just doing my part to keep the masses entertained on Sundays and Thursday nights. <laughs> awesome. 
Awesome. We thank you for that as well. Well, Jeremy, you know that we've had a lot of turmoil right now. That's why individuals like us who have served our country want to step up to the plate and raise our right hand again for for dedication to this country, this great land that we live in, America, which is just an amazing country. But when you look at what's happening right now with Iran, I think this is an important topic to get into. I was just talking about the EFDs and IEDs downrange, and we need to have better detection kits. We need to train the Afghan Afghan uh, force. We need to help put our American soldiers, take them out of harm's way, and we need to be able to do this. And in Congress, we need to support our president. How do you feel about that, Jeremy? Well, absolutely. You know, the big thing I, I, I'm getting real real sick and tired of is, you know, Americans being ungrateful for the hedge of protection that, you know, the president and our military forces are trying to uh, create for us, whether it's between the wall and the south, you know, between Mexico and knowing who's coming in or overseas. You know, it's just, it's just absolutely ludicrous that we have so many bleeding heart Americans who are, like, you know, upset that this terrorist, a murderer, was taken mm-hmm. out for retaliatory action. You know, it's like, wait a minute. If he hadn't tried to do what he was doing in Iraq, if he hadn't been in the first place trying to, you know, assault the assembly, or the, uh, assembly uh, he, he probably wouldn't have got smoked. But you know what? He did it. He got smoke checked. And you know what? It's war. We're at war every single day of our lives. And people around here, especially in the States, just don't understand how great we have it here in this country. You know, I, I keep saying... You know, I'm sure the military right now is looking to wrap up some numbers. If you want to, you know, cry about it and, and think that you know better, you know what? Go down and sign up. Raise that right hand. Get it on and go over there and see exactly how these people and their societies live. You know, I mean, I was trying to explain to someone today, you know, that just the difference in culture as far as being an American and being in Iraq. You know, I remember we had some uh, some, some uh, ma'am, some military aged males that we were watching. We had them under our uh, – you know, our control basically in our custody, you know, and, and having to, you know, to to watch this guy, you know, cleanse himself after having a bowel movement, not using any toilet paper and trying to explain to him, no, use the toilet paper, man, it's right there. And he's like, well, no, you know, this is my toilet paper, my left hand, you know, kind of thing. And it's like, no, dude, no. That's, that's something right there on the road. He's that. And it was almost it was it was as foreign to him as you know some of the people who who don't understand the uh, the amount of freedoms that we have because of the hedge of protection that the president's trying to establish. And this dude needed to be taken out. Um, unfortunately, it's just you know I read the news even today after you know a few days after the uh, they dropped that nice uh, laser guided bomb on him. You know we have all these uh, Iranians who are out there mourning this dude and. All of a sudden, they stampede and they start killing each other, and it's like, <laughs> what are you doing? Fifty people, the fifty people were killed. They were stampeded on during the uh, the uh, funeral procession, and there was two hundred and thirty plus injured because of it. It's like, what is going on? Well, here goes the thing, Jeremy. Great points. The, the let's think about this. We have people in the United States who are Iran sympathizers right now because this terrorist and murderer was killed. I tell what I have to say this for on air that we need to give them a one way ticket out of America. They can give us our passports or driver's license, and most of them here illegally or doing illegal activities anyway, so they can go and get themselves out of this country. And it's you know what we don't have time for that. We have a great nation, and we need to preserve it. And when you support a terrorist nation, you're basically supporting killing your neighbors 
that lives in your neighborhoods, your community. You might as well just put an AK-47 in someone's hand and just start shooting up the community when you start endorsing terrorists. And it's basically saying, hey, you know what? Come over here and start blowing us up. Let's have another uh, let's have another Pearl Harbor. Let's have another um, September 11th. That's what they want to do, and that's disgusting to me. So why don't we, you know, come together? I mean, that's what our Congress right now. It I mean a lot of these people in Congress are just a disgrace. Well, the problem is, is because the people that are sitting in Congress right now, only 22%, less than 22% of the 435 seats have actually served in combat or actually served in the military. So right now we have such a low percentage of veterans in Congress, it's no wonder that these people are, are staying what they're saying and these seats of you know, the representation of the people of this country, unfortunately, they're, they're actually – uh, you know, a minority of those who have actually served. I mean, it, it's very sad knowing that these individuals who are in Congress who are actually sympathizing for this individual uh, don't understand what it is to serve or put their life on the line. You know, they've got their cush little congressional seat. They're making their $175,000 a year plus whatever they can scavenge off of the, you know, who's ever paying them to take that seat. It's pretty sad. I mean, it's absolutely sad. I actually today had to announce stuff about my candidacy that I wasn't liking because of the deception of just simply fundraising. I'm like, man, if I can't be an honorable uh, a man with integrity, then I don't deserve to sit in this congressional seat because it's like, my God, I mean, we have no integrity whatsoever when it comes to these individuals who are sitting in these congressional seats, and it's very sad. You know, the only reason I threw my hat in the ring to even run was because of what Duncan Hunter was doing. And here we have a Marine who is, you know, essentially following his father's footsteps, who essentially just completely deceived his supporting, the people that were supporting him, basically got a horrible, you know, uh, gave, a, gave a, you know, a veteran servant in Congress a black eye because of his actions. You know, and this thing's going to go to jail. And he's the only reason I really threw my hat in the ring. He said, you know, I've got to bring honor back to veterans who are actually trying to serve this country and doing the right thing with honor and with integrity. We'll and I agree, Jeremy. Great points. Now, I, I got I to get into some of the meat and potatoes of this because you and I both served. We understand duty, honor, country. Okay, right now, Iraq, they try to vote, but this is the Shiites. This is who the Iranians were trying to support in this, in this uh, coup against the Kurds and the Sunnis. The Kurds and the Sunnis are for the United States. You know, they want to be peaceful somewhat, but they are going to, you know— Stand up for themselves as well. I mean, these are holy wars. These have been going on for years and years and years. But the Iraqi parliament just voted to kick out the American troops. What should our response be to that vote? When you and I are in Congress together, what would you like us to do together? If you were in there, I were in there, what would you like to see us do to try to move forward from this and, and to get this threat taken care of? Well, you know, for me, I I just keep thinking, you know what, these people have been knocking each other off since the dawn of man. You know, us being in there for the last 20 years, we're probably not going to change their ideology. You know what? Let them have each other. I mean, at this point, what is an American life worth to these Iraqi people? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. You know, I mean, let's, like I said, let them have it. Let them kill each other off. We'll just sit from above on our drones and take out who we need to take out. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm just sick and tired of it. You know, these political wars that we keep playing with. You know what? If we do have enemies over there, let us go in and fight the way we were trained, and I promise you, we won't have any more enemies. But with these political battles and everybody's worried about saving face and, oh, it's going to be a slaughter with this or a slaughter with that, just, you know, if you want to go to war with us, let us go in there and fight the way we were trained. Hmm. Well said. I agree 100%.
So with that, Jeremy, what, what, what kind of resources, what do you need in your race in California? Why don't you took, take, start talking about that, and then I'm going to let uh, Chauncey take over. i got another meeting. I'm so busy. I was just on Sebastian Gorka, uh, which was a great interview that I just got to nail. And uh, we just got to keep spreading the conservative values. we got to keep pushing the America First agenda. Um, for all the listeners, you can follow me on 4USA Freedom. You can also follow Jeremy. He's going to give you his contact information. You need to support American patriots who serve this country, support the Michael Blooming for Congress campaign. But with that being said, what's going on in California? you got a primary coming up on March. You're already on the ballot. So why don't you talk about that for a little bit, and we'll let Chauncey take over. God bless you, and thank you so much for coming on the show, Cha- uh, uh, Jeremy. And then we got Floyd McClendon coming up next to all of our listeners on the Michael and Chauncey show. Thank you very thank much. Thank you, you as well. Yeah, you know, a lot of things I hear, it's same old, same old. It's just corruption after corruption. And it's, you know, for me, being a man of honor and integrity, it's really tough for me to even get this campaign going on the basis that everything that seems to be political is corrupt. I mean, it's very sad to find individuals who actually have a moral compass that points the same way as I do in this game. And I've, I've come to the grips that, you know, a person with uh, honorable character and integrity have no place in American policy, uh, politi- uh, politics. It's very sad, but out here in California, I mean, the moral compass out in this state is so uh, off off kilter that it's, it's it's very hard to run a very clean campaign. So the biggest thing I need out here, I need Christian values, I need conservative Christian values, I need the body of Christ, I need the church to get involved and get busy with you know the political system. There's no reason that the church can't be involved in politics. We just don't want the government involved in the church, and that's where we're we're missing the boat. And for out here. You know, for me, being a uh, congressional candidate and being in a kind of a uh, blue majority state, it's very hard to get the word out there and have some logical values brought back into politics. Uh, Jeremy, you are absolutely correct. And I want to identify a couple of points that, uh, that you've mentioned. I think right now one of the greatest threats to America is a lack of morality. The morality in this country has it stretched the fabric of America to almost its breaking point. With socialism, with the left on the right, people have forgotten that this country was founded on Judeo-Christian values, which I hold very dearly. I'm a constitutionalist. I'm also Jewish. Okay, I'm very, very religious. I'm very, very conservative. And these values, and I talked about it on my other show a couple of days ago, In order for us to attack this problem, we have to revamp our public educational system. They're not learning. You know, we have like an AC who's 30 years old and has no clue about government and civics. We need to start looking at our public educational system, and I hope that you'll also consider this when you get in Congress, that we need to look at the curriculum to ensure that when children are in their early development, in their early years, they are knowing about world history, American history, statesmanship, civil responsibility, civic responsibility. These things are lost out of our education system. I served two terms as a commissioner of education in New Jersey, and it's a shame that oh, the left – I agree with you. Again, you know, I, Jeremy, I agree with you 100%. I mean, I'm, I'm in the educational system. I'm a professor. I teach welding at a junior college, and I've got mm-hmm. students that come in and – can barely spell their name. They can barely read it. They can't even read a tape measure. 
I've got a 55% failure rate in my curriculum, and the college level is right above Crayola. I mean, it's absolutely insane. You know, and here in the state of California, you know, instead of teaching the historical values of this country and what we're fond of, what we're based upon, you know, they want to teach kids about anal sex. And I'm like, are you kidding me? That's not even a form of sex. I mean, that's, that's, that's not even the same. It's not even in the same book. That I mean, from a, is an from abomination a from the Bible. Absolutely. Uh, and not only that, but I mean, just from a, a medical standpoint, I mean, it, I've done the research on this, and, it, and it's not applicable for what they're talking about, what they're trying to teach. And it's like, okay, wait a minute, we're so far off center that it's not even funny anymore. You know, I've got two young boys that are going through the system right now, and I'm saying, you know what? Sex ed should be taught in the home, you know, period. Exactly. The government needs to stay out of this crap. And it's, it's absolutely absurd that we have so many people, especially on, you know, the congressional side and the Department of Education there in D.C., that are so far off basis that it's not even funny. It's not about equality anymore. It's about what's doing right and what is biologically correct i mean it's, it's it's absurd where we're at in this in this day and age especially in our political or in our uh, educational system because i look at it you know i lived a whole completely i mean a whole bunch of different lives before i went to the educational system so i bring in a lot of real life experiences but i look at other professors that are you know my same age and i look at their track and it's like they went from high school to college. From college, they went into you know, elementary ed, and from elementary ed, they worked on their different degrees, worked themselves up into a professor spot. They've never been in the real world, yet here they are, you know, the masters of their own universe, teaching the next generation how the rubber meets the road without ever actually being in the real world. And it's absolutely uh, it's, it's mind-boggling when you think about how many professors that are actually in the collegiate system, especially just in the state of California, who have never ever had to go out in the real world and have a real job. You bring up some excellent points. And even the left and socialism and the rise of LBTQ, whatever it is, in our curriculum, even in New Jersey where I'm from, our kids, as you just mentioned, can't even read or write. And you want to force a curriculum about what someone did based on their sexual preference. It reminds Martin Luther King's dream of we should be judged not by the content. Uh, we should not be judged by the color of our skin, but by the content of our character. And the left, uh, really, it, it, it just amazes me that they have more compassion for a murderous dictator uh, from Iran and illegal immigrants than they do for the veterans that are homeless, the drug addicts, the mentally ill, the children that are starving on our streets. I mean, when are people going to begin to wake up that their message is false, it's fake, it's a doctrine of oppression, and we need to stop it? More people are dying. More people are dying under the policies of the left, okay, than anything else right now in this country. Absolutely, 100%. I, I, I agree with you 100% on that. You know, I see it every day. You know, the state of California owns 40% of the homeless population, 40%. You know, and the majority of the ones that I see walking the street, they're military-aged people. They're military-aged males. They're in their 20s, early 20s, out there oh just sitting on the street injecting heroin. And I'm like, wait a minute. I've got students that can't even spell their name. They can't even write, you know, read a tape measure. They're in welding classes. They want to learn how to weld, but they can't even read a tape measure. They can barely turn the homework in. And you're more concerned about teaching someone where to put their genitals as opposed to making them, you know, 
a viable asset to our community. I mean, it's just absurd, you know, that we walk through our daily lives and we see it every single day. I mean, I was in D.C. and saw more homeless people there than I've probably seen in one place in a long time. And I was like, what is going on? This is the capital of, of our world. And yet here we have people sleeping on the streets less than a half a mile away from, you know, the capital. And it's just like, oh, my gosh, like these people walk, these politicians walk right by these people every single day and it doesn't even phase them. It does not. And right now, uh, you are a man of deep faith, as am I. And we're going through a spiritual warfare between good and evil. And a lot of people still can't realize how come Donald Trump got elected. God got Donald Trump elected. God has you running for Congress. God has Michael running for Congress. God is starting to put his people in position to overthrow the evil in this world, and especially in this country. And what I like about Donald Trump the most is that the, the, the devil, the evil of the left has reared its head beyond description because of Donald Trump. They couldn't help themselves but exposing who they really are, and they're not Americans. Oh, yeah. They are, they are morally, morally uh, depleted spiritual beings. Morally I mean, corrupt. it's like yeah. – it's, it's absolutely scary. And like I said, when I, when I go into my classroom, I'm teaching about – you know, capitalism as far as being self-sufficient as a you know independent welder or what have you. You know, I've got students that are not infiltrated, but they're actually in the classes that believe in socialism. I'm like, well, what are you doing here then? <laughs> like, they don't know what socialism is. Absolutely not. And I had one. You know, and I'm sorry, him, And I let him talk. Oh no, you're fine. I let him talk. You know, I said, well, we'll explain, you know, express yourself. And, and they come up to me afterwards and they thank you for expressing yourself. I had one student you know, actually come up to me and, and ask me about, you know, the whole sexual thing. And I explained to him from a biological, from a physical, from a doctoral, from a research standpoint, you know, why it was good. And, and, why from I, dad, and, and from a dad's perspective. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, you know, afterwards, and he was, he, he was a military member. He was a, he was a Marine Corps uh, gay veteran. He, you know, he was talking about his boyfriend. And I said, right. listen, I said, I don't understand the culture. I said, I'm just a nuts and bolts kind of guy. And he said he's a nut to nut kind of guy. And I kind of cringed a little bit. I said, okay, I, I don't want to visualize that. But, okay, that's what makes you happy. Right. But then when exactly. I used actual stated facts, he was kind of like, oh, you know, like, because I basically explained to him, you know, do your research. Why this is, well, you know, I did a research back in, why the, in, back in the 90s, why, you know, AIDS had spread to the homosexual community so quickly. And it was basically because the anal wall is not as thick as the vaginal wall. And so you get micro tears in anal wall blood, and you get micro tears in the head of the penis, and then, of course, stimulation, all that kind of stuff. And right. basically, direct source of the bloodstream. And once I used facts, he was kind of like, oh. I get it. I'm like, well, I said, I'm not, you can live your life the way you want, but at the end of the day, you know, we have to start using facts when it comes down to the spiritual war. And like I said, I'm so deep in my faith yes. now. I mean, the more and more I run for office, I, the more and more I say, I got to stay completely centered and not listen to all the noise and stay focused on God because, you know, right now I'm actually in a huge spiritual war. It seems like everything I do in my campaign, you know, it, it, it becomes, I'm, I'm exposing you know, the evil just in the politics, and I'm just trying to run a clean campaign. And so, you know, I have to continue to stay focused on who God is and what he is doing because at the end of the day, this is a calling. I have no desire to be a politician. And it's like, okay, I see all this stuff that's going on, this fire, this turmoil, but, you know, I'm going to stay focused on who Christ is in my life. And the doors keep opening up, and it's crazy how he continues to guide the path, open up those doors, and shut the ones that don't know me. Because I actually just fired all my consultants because I was sick and tired of 
their, you know, their basically their their lack of morals and ethics. You know, uh, yes, you know, the time is at hand, like I said earlier, where God is putting his people together, like you're on our show, we're of deep faith, Michael and I, you are, um, and it's sad, um, but, you know, if you look at Revelations and the show is not about religion, but we are of faith, in Revelations it talks about that, and it talks about that we're in end times right now, and, 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 and eventually we know that good is going to prevail over evil, but because we're in faith, we see it more. We're even able, like you just said, you had to fire all of your consultants because you identify there's no moral integrity in them. You know, and, and that's a shame. There's no, this country, because of the left, is losing not only its moral compass, but its statesmen, its American, uh, its American heritage, what America is founded on. You know, and people, well, you know, that's, and when, oh, I'm sorry, when people no, talk about no, social when people talk about socialism, I mean, I, I was very, very blessed. I'm a retired fire captain. My ex-wife was a flight attendant for United. She still is, but I was able to travel around the world. You don't want socialism. This is the best country in the world, okay, regardless of its shortcomings. Where can you be? You could be homeless one day and a multimillionaire the next week. Only in this country if you want to be. And socialism... Yeah. And the left deprives people of their individual rights and liberties as a human Absolutely, being. Absolutely, because they know, they know the more you depend on something, the more it's going to control you. And so, of course, they're going to give you away the free government cheese and the free cell phones because they want that vote to stay in power to keep you basically their political slaves. And, and it's amazing how many people are so blinded by it, and the only reason they're blinded by it is because they're not spiritually aware of what's going on around them. Exactly. It's just like, you know, uh, I'm considering running for mayor in the third largest city in New Jersey. And of course, I'm not well liked. New Jersey is a blue state. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a hardcore, as my dad was. And I look at the corruption here. How long do you want to stay on the Democratic plantation and they give you a hot dog and a pizza and your conditions are getting worse? Yeah. How, yeah and they're not how, doing anything. It's just. It's just it's exactly. just like Kaepernick, the whole Kaepernick thing. You know, here this guy is oh. fixing me two years ago or three years ago, whatever it is, you know, because basically he wasn't in the limelight anymore. So he's going to take a knee, you know, basically to bring awareness to uh, police brutality. Hey, good on you. Hey, man, I found that, you, you know, I love the fact that he was passionate about it. I didn't like the fact that he knelt in the national anthem, but you know what? There's no, no book on, you know, there's no book on, you know, how to properly pro- uh, protest, which he found, you know, this was his thing. So, boom, he does it. And so when I called him out on national television, it was because of the fact that, you know, I'm like, hey, how is Nike and Kaepernick going to change police policy by selling? But the people who are supporting him are so blind that they think, oh, I'm going to support this guy. I'm going to buy his product. I'm going to buy Nike because, you know, they're, they're, they're for social injustice. But at the end of the day, they could give two craps about your social injustice. They care about the bottom line and how much money they're going to make. I mean, he's shown that he came out with this, what, a month ago before Christmas, sold out less than 60 seconds online. But how did it change the policies of policing the community? It didn't. Amen. Amen. 
Amen. For those that are tuning into our show right now, this is the Michael and Chauncey Show. I'm the co-host, Chauncey. Michael was on the air earlier. He's running for Congress out of Florida. He left the studio. I'm in the studio right now. We want to thank all our listeners for tuning in to the Michael and Chauncey Show, where we're always right, never left. We have real people, real issues, and real talk. Um, right now, we have Stat, former NFL football player and a candidate for U.S. Congress in District 8. We want to thank you for your service to our country, and we want to thank you again for wanting to stand up for what's morally right, okay, by running for Congress and fighting the corruption in our political system. Before uh, we uh, go to our next guest, uh, Jeremy, would you please share for our audience if people want to volunteer to your campaign, donate to your campaign, or how can they reach out to you? Please share that information uh, to our listeners. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. It's Stott for Congress, S-T-A-A-T for Congress.com. That's my website. You can also find me via Facebook at Stott for Congress or Jeremy Stott, J-E-R-E-M-Y-S-T-A-A-T. I'm running the 8th Congressional District in the state of California. need all the help I can get. I'm behind any line daily. And uh, once again, that website is Stott for Congress, S-T-A-A-T for Congress. I want to thank you very much, Jeremy, for coming on our show, and I hope that you will come back on again <clears throat> on our show uh, so we can maybe hear about your four or five-point platform uh, for the American people, not only for California, where you're in a challenging state, but for the American people. We want to thank you again uh, for coming on. Absolutely. Appreciate Appreciate you guys having me. All right. Take care. Okay. Uh, okay. Bye-bye. Uh, next up in the studio, uh, we are uh, blessed to have another veteran, former Marine, running for Congress out of the District 32 uh, out of Texas. Uh, we have Floyd McClendon in the studio. Uh, we want to welcome him. Uh, Happy New Year, sir, and thank you for your service to this country. Hey, Happy New Year. Thank you for having me, and I uh, just want to say you just cursed at me. You called me a former Marine. I'm uh, sorry. Yep. So let's let's uh, no, let, let's correct that. I am I'm former Navy. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, you know what? Since you're correcting me, okay, sir. Let me then. I'm glad that you said that. Uh, I have to correct myself before I came on the show. I knew that you were a former Navy SEAL, and Michael and I got on Front Street told me no, he was in the Marines. So. Uh, I thought that I was on my game. Apparently, I listened to my co-host. I got to throw him under the bus. I apologize. My father was a Navy veteran. I knew you were a Navy veteran because I saw you on Twitter and former Navy SEAL. So, uh, Michael, when you listen to this part of the show, you messed up. <laughs> listen, thanks for coming on this show. <laughs> Sir, thank you uh, for coming on the show, and thank you for holding it against me. Uh, for saying that you were a Marine. Uh, Of course, like I said, I have an affinity for the Navy. My father uh, was a machinist mate, uh, an 805 Valier destroyer, uh, and I'm so blessed uh, to be the son of a patriot, Republican, and Navy veteran humanitarian. Uh, My father was a great hero, and he's my mentor, and I'm thankful that that you're going to come on this show and, uh, and share that same type of inspiration with the American people. Can you please share with the American people a little bit about your, about your back. <clears throat> Absolutely, Chauncey. Uh, so, I mean, we, we just joked a little bit about uh, the different <laughs> branches of service, but, but, but you know, honestly, I, I love all my brothers and sisters across the 
across the branches of service. I've worked with, with each one uh, during my 25 years in the Navy. So, um, you know, it's just all jokes. But um, yeah. so a little bit about myself. I, I am a 25-year veteran, served as a U.S. Navy SEAL. Um, and um, I'm originally from Chicago, south side of Chicago, born and raised. And a year okay. after I graduated high school, I went into the Navy, and I stayed there for two and a half decades. And I retired to the great state of Texas uh, because, one, I had family here. Two, as when I trend, when I was going uh, transitioning back and forth traveling, you know, Texas, you know, just resonated with myself and my family. We love the people, we love the location, and they love our veterans. I couldn't think of a better place but to retire. Um, so ended up here. My last year in the military, I had the pleasure of being a military legislator for a congressman on Capitol Hill. Um, so I, I had to have federal experience, and then um, I, I left the Attorney General's office a few months ago. I was with the Texas Attorney General for over 15 months as his executive aide. So I'm encompassing about two years of, of political experience along with my, my military service. Um, I'm married to a, a, a beautiful uh, woman from Arkansas, and we have uh, four wonderful boys, uh, ages 23, 20, 16, and uh, 12. So uh, this encompasses me, you know, in a, in a nutshell. Uh, I'm blessed to be here uh, to continue to serve our country, and I just look forward to representing the people of the District 32 of Texas. Thank you very much. So we're honored to have you on the show, and once again, we're thank- thankful for your service to our country, and again, you want to stand up and raise your right hand again to stand up and fight for the for the people in, in your district. Uh, what are some of the ideas? Um, I mean, you come from a state that's basically Republican, so it's a little easier for you. But what are some of your ideas uh, for the country uh, when you get in Congress, looking at the different dynamics uh, that's going on right now? From my experience working on Capitol Hill and, you know, seeing firsthand, and then also two state state politics here in Texas, you know, Mm -hmm. what what really resonated with me to run for Congress was we have a select group of representatives who are there for the right reasons. They want to represent the people. They they want to uh, pass legislation that is best for who they're representing and for our country. The, The problem is we don't have enough, they don't have enough support. So, um, one, I want to be in addition, you know, to supporting them so we can push out the career politicians who are there, you know, for their own personal gain. Um, so that's, you know, that's, you know, that's, that's part, of, part of the message to the American people. Specifically for District 32, what they're lacking right now is leadership, and they've lacked it for a long time when it comes to, their congressional representative. The the current congressman that's that's in the seat right now, he doesn't have a relationship with the people. He doesn't have a relationship with the with the leaders in the district and he doesn't have a relationship with the industries, which prevents him from making the right choices when it comes to improving district. And I know this because I'm talking to the people. I'm talking to the leaders. I'm talking to the industries. And, and this is a, a, a recurrent theme that they're telling me. So, in essence, I'm already doing a job. Um, I, I just want to be sworn in 
you know, as, as the official leader. Um, so it, it's bringing leadership, servant leadership, uh, being able to communicate with the people and and building trust back into them, believing that they have someone who's going to represent them. Now, not only did the current con- congressman, not only does he not have a good relationship with him, but the previous congressman before that, um, he had soiled the relationship between him and the people. So we're talking about District 32 for over 10 years has not had a healthy relationship with their congressperson. And I want to bring that to them and show them that there is a better way and and we can work together because I represent them. And as long as this as long as it's rooted in God, constitution, and conservative values and principles, they can rely on me and trust in me to go to Washington, D.C. and fight for them and join the other good representatives up there who, who wants to represent our country in the right way. Amen. God is lining his people up at this time for his purpose, for his greater good, and you are one of his soldiers as well as myself. Michael Jeremy is this on our show, uh, blessed. Uh, uh, to be with you uh, as we move forward in trying to to save our country. Uh, I don't know if you've heard, we have breaking news today that Iraq um, shot missiles at U.S. military bases, uh, at our U.S. Uh, military bases. You want to shed some light on this particular issue uh, right now uh, because it is critical. We are engaged um from a military standpoint, we are engaged in war. From a public standpoint, we're not engaged. Um, what do you think um, about what's going on right now? And I'll leave it open. I don't want to try to pigeon you into a position. What do you think in general about it? Uh, the response, what's going on, um, or what ideas you may have as it relates to where we are at this moment? The information that I have, that I've been I've been reading reading on, and and you know I I just saw the breaking news uh, a few hours ago. <clears throat> the reality is is that our U.S. soldiers are being specifically targeted to be severely harmed or killed. It doesn't matter that they are that they are not on American soil. So the, the, the message that I would like to convey to the American people, to District 32 of Texas, is to understand that our brothers and sisters, our fellow Americans who, are, who volunteered to be in, in the position that they are to defend our way of life, our U.S. Constitution, they are being specifically targeted to be killed. And with that, we need to respond uh, swiftly and decisively on how to deal with that enemy. So I believe the President of the United States, I believe his actions uh, a few days ago was just. And and now we're at a, this is a very critical point for our country. And we need to understand that what we do after this is going to define who we are and how our potential enemies across the world is going to try to deal with us. So 
with all this identity politics, the decisive, the indecisiveness that you see, like the divisive language that's going mm-hmm. on between the two different parties, that has to be laid to rest. And we have to come together as a country, as people, as leaders, and we have to stand strong together. And we have to combat this enemy right now together because it's time that we showed the world, you know, once again, that you don't want to mess with the United States of America. We are founded on we're founded on the very foundation that most of the countries hate, and that's God. When you when you look at it and you see who our, one of our strongest allies are is Israel, and their foundation is the same, and we and 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 the world sees our quality of life. Like I know social media, I know TV, I know the news. I was always trying to depict, you know, how bad America is, but America is the greatest country in the world, and mm-hmm. it's the safest it's, it's the safest it's ever been. And we need to look more on how far we've come as opposed to what we are lacking because we're not appreciating where we are today. And we need to appreciate more of where we are today, and we need to come together as a people to defend our brothers and sisters that are, that are abroad in danger right now who are fighting for their lives. What the world uh, needs to see is that we are one. Thank you very much for for pointing those things out for the American people, and not only a professional opinion, but your humanitarian position. I'm a retired fire captain. I was at Ground Zero in New York at 9-11. The reason why I bring that up is because that's the last time our country was one, America, and that was over 20 years ago, or almost 20 years Um, we don't need to have harm done and we should not wait until harm done is on our country before we're thankful for being Americans. And you're absolutely right. This is the greatest country in the world and we should embrace the foundation and values, the Judeo-Christian values, as you stated earlier, that founded this country, preserve and, and preserve them so we could pass them down to our children and our grandchildren. That's one of the biggest challenges that we have in this country is a lack of moral integrity, and especially of, I don't like the name politicians, but they are politicians. I don't like politicians, but the politicians, they're not public servants. You're a public servant because no matter whether you get elected or not, you're still going to be doing the same thing serving people. And that's the difference. And that's why we need candidates like you to step up and push back. You know, for the first time since Donald Trump has got elected, we are leading. We're not leading from behind like eight years of Obama. We'll give you a warning. If you don't heed to our warning, we will retaliate. That's not hard. It's very, very simple. And when the left talks about, oh, Donald Trump didn't give us warning, well, what are you listening to? Donald Trump tells you all the time what he's going to do. If you do X or Y, he's not going to tell you when he's going to do it, when he shouldn't. But you're right, the media, fake news, and I'm glad that we have this platform 
and we have real issues, real people, a real talk to cut through the opinion news and the fake news. Um, what are some of the other important issues? We've got the border crisis, education. They want to add LBTQ to the curriculum. What do you think? I personally think they're all immoral issues. And I think it goes against America and what we stand for. What do you think about those issues? Because those issues are going to keep popping up because they're all tied to Donald Trump, uh, unfortunately. But they're they're all American issues. Absolutely. So when you look at when you when you look at the surface, what you have is you have these particular issues, mm-hmm. and I I believe the left, the Democrats want us to focus more on the issues as opposed to the core of the issues. Meaning how, how do we keep America in a state of, of fear and, and, and chaos or conflict? How do we, how do we get the American people to believe that government is the solution when it's not? Um, so when you look at immigration when you look at illegal immigration, when you look at, you know, how open our borders are, if you look at this issue, 90%, I, I would go to say 90% of the people who illegally come across our borders are just looking for a, a better way of life, mm-hmm. not, not looking to harm anybody. They just want to come to America because America's so great, and they want, mm-hmm. they want an opportunity. Also understanding that ten percent mm, are, are crossing our are crossing our borders, and with the intent to to harm or or to uh, take advantage of what America has to offer, and this is this is the this is why we need to secure our borders because that ten percent is contributing to human trafficking. That ten percent is contributing to drug trafficking. That ten percent is contributing to sex trafficking. They're preying on our, our our young girls and our women. So we need to make sure that our borders are are secure. Meaning, it's a comprehensive problem with I and mean, a comprehensive comprehensive solution of not only just the wall, but we also need to make sure our border patrol agents are properly trained, are properly funded. Are properly resourced, and encompassing that, we also need to educate the American people on the the signs and symptoms of human trafficking, drug trafficking, sex trafficking. We also need to come together as a as a, a family, as a community, and 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 look after each other. When I grew up in my neighborhood. I get out of school, man. I go home. Like my my parents were working. I didn't have a babysitter because the other the other places in the neighborhood, like some of the parents were home, and they just and you know they just made sure that the kids on the block or in the Amen. neighborhood was was, was taken care of, right? Yeah. And if and if I stepped yep. out of line, that oh, that neighbor, it. yep, that neighbor, bro, it Ooh. they. They yes. disciplined me. They disciplined me, and then mm-hmm. when my parents got home, well, guess what happened? You I got, got you disciplined the second time. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so it, 
it's, mm-hmm. a, it's accountability and, and what the message I want to convey to to District 32, to Texas, to the American people is we tend to look at our leaders and say, what are you going to do to fix this? When, in essence, we should say, how am I contributing to solving this problem? Because Amen. the way the Constitution is built, it is built on individual, family, above that, community, above that, uh city above that, state above that, federal above that. So it's saying you solve the problem at the lowest level possible. So if you as an individual can't solve it, you go to your family. Your family can't solve it, you go to your community. We need to start holding each other accountable for each other's, for our own actions and for each other's actions. And like I talked about, I can't solve the problems of District 32 without the people of District 32, meaning they need to talk to me. I need to open up and listen to them and say, okay, all right. You know the number one thing I'm hearing when I block walk and I I knock on the doors and I ask them about how they feel about our leaders? The number one thing that they are concerned about is is the divisiveness between the two parties. Why can't our leaders come together and, and do their job and stop and, and stop focusing on identity politics. This is the number one issue that comes out of most of the constituents' mouth when I knock on their door. It's a shame. We need to, um, that- we have to do better. We have to do better as a as a as a people and this is for me, I come from a background of diversity from the military side where mission first. We don't care where you came from. We don't care what your ethnicity is. Mm-hmm. We don't care what your what your personal hangups may be. We don't care what, what sexual preference uh you 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 have. What we care about is your individual performance based on us getting the mission done. And that's where we need to go in Congress. You have 21% um, of our representatives are has a military background in Congress. If you look back to the 1970s, it was about 70%. 70% of our representatives had a military background. So right now we have 79, 80% of representatives who has not been put in that kind of in that in that in that kind of funnel to where. It's like, look, get the job done. We don't care about what your hangups are. This is the mission. What are you bringing to the table? And let's get it done. I couldn't agree with you. And I want to, I want to, I want to contribute to that. I want to, I want to add to that 21% so we can plus that up. I want to work with my brothers and sisters, not only just in my party, but across the aisle, because we have that illegal immigration. Another one, um, is we need to man I we need to reform our our health care I mean not only is the American people hurting but each entity within the healthcare system is hurting the the physicians are hurting the hospitals are hurting the healthcare insurance companies are hurting and and the individuals are hurting we're all hurting across the board like no one is 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 getting by with yeah this is a great healthcare system 
You know, so these are the two major things that we need to come together as Congress to sit down and figure out. One, how do we continue to secure our country and make our people safe? How do we make our community safe so businesses want to come into our community so we can create um, more economic opportunity for the people in the community? Because right now, especially Dallas, you have companies that say, nope, I don't want to go to that neighborhood. It's unsafe. We have Dallas you know, we, PD who's under-resourced, undermanned, underfunded, and we're not doing anything about that. It, Floyd, yeah. uh, we only have several minutes left. Uh, I need you to, if people want to donate to your campaign, um, participate, volunteer, can you please share that information? We need to have you back on our show. Hopefully you'll come back on. Uh, I also host a conservative radio talk show. Uh, I need you to come back on. You have a ton of information for us that the people need to hear. And unfortunately, we're out of time tonight. Um, so with that, I will let you um, let America know how they can how they can contact you or, or get involved. And then we'll have you back on the show again for a follow up. Oh, absolutely, Chauncey. You can go to www.MacLindenForCongress.com, and it's one C. M C L E N D O N for Congress is all together dot com. You can go there, you can you can read the specific you know, my specific uh, stance on, on particular platforms mm-hmm. as we go into the last seven weeks of of um getting to the primary. Um I'm gonna be speaking more on my ideas on how we need to reform health care insurance, on how we need to reform Medicare, on how we need to reform immigration, um, um, illegal immigration, and also to reform our legal immigration um, process. Um, and you can go to uh, to my Facebook page, which is Floyd McLendon for TX-32, and um, you can, you know, see where I stand on that and uh, keep up with me on a day-to-day basis. And I would love Chauncey to come back on and dive deeper into these particular yes. issues with you. I'm just yes. blessed to, to be here tonight to speak to you briefly. And so am I. Uh, we want to thank uh, you for uh, coming uh, on the show tonight. Um, and we want to thank all of our listeners. Um, this is the Michael and Chauncey show every Tuesday and Thursday from seven to eight, where we interview people all over the country that is running to represent their district and the American people uh, in Congress because we need a new direction for our country. If you want to follow us, you can follow us on Facebook at the Michael and Chauncey Show. You could also follow me at Right Talk Host on Facebook. You could also follow the Michael and Chauncey Show on Twitter at Liberty Today USA. You also can follow me at Twitter at Right talk host on Twitter. Once again, it's the Michael and Chauncey show where every Tuesday and Thursday from seven to eight, we're reaching out across the country from people that are on the ground and make a difference in our country. Happy new year to everyone. Again, God bless America. God bless everyone who wants to stand up and represent to preserve our liberties and preserve our rights, religious freedoms in this country today. I'm Chauncey Brown, your co-host. Uh, my other, I'm the host, the co-host of Michael Blooming 
is running for Congress. Uh, he thanks you also. Uh, he's uh, out campaigning. And we look forward to seeing you this Thursday from 7 8. Once again, we thank you all for listening, and God bless you all. Thank you for tuning in to The Michael and Chauncey Show. Please follow us on Twitter at Liberty Today USA. You can also contribute to the show on Patreon. 